Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness change maker. And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome to 2018. Here we go. Off to a magical start in my world. Hope the same for you guys. So excited to connect and continue to grow, share, experience together as an ever-expanding soul family that we are. And um, yeah, I've got some some very fun, exciting cool, synchronistic, magical stories to share today. I figured that would be a great way to start the new year, to start off with um, some, over the last few days of the year, I just had an incredible amount of synchronicity that uh, it was just awesome. And so I thought, you know what, what a great way to start the new year by sharing a little bit of my synchronistic adventures in 3D. And before I do though, I would also like to course read a review on iTunes. You guys know I love my iTunes reviews. They not only help us to reach new people, but they definitely fuel my fire to continue this labor of love. So I'm going to take a moment and read a review from Sarah Bear 925 here. And also I'm going to uh, dig into a little bit. I'm going to read from Felicia Bender's numerology site uh, about 2018 and, and the fact that it's an 11 year. So if you add up the numerology 2018, you get an 11. And what the significance of that is, I thought that would be something really interesting to look at as well. So we've got a very full show of some exciting stuff today. And like I said, I'm going to start off reading this review by Sarah. Bender 925. I'm sorry, Sarah Bear 925. And Sarah said, life changing. This podcast has changed my life in just the few short months I've been listening. Every single episode has shared an insight that that has either changed my thinking on a negative situation or confirmed a belief on a positive one. Although some of the ideas may be a little too out there for everyone to believe full heartedly, I trust there is a takeaway from each episode that can be enjoyed by anyone, no matter what their beliefs are. For me personally, it has expanded my mind and consciousness to a level I've never experienced. I used to have anxiety every morning before driving to work, and now I wake up excited to hear what Brandon or his guests have to share. I now have a daily reminder to trust in the universe and trust that I'm on the right path. Thank you, Brandon. Peace sign heart (laughs) emojis. Uh, Thank you, Sarah Bear, for taking the time to review certainly um, 
certainly uh, motivates me to continue this labor of love to get that feedback. And I think what the point you make is absolutely right. And as I always say on the, the show, hey, I'm, I'm exploring a lot of things, even with some of my interviews, right? When I have guests on, um, there have been times where some of them certainly most of them really resonate, right? But I've had a few here and there that don't resonate as much as others, but we're exploring, right? We're exploring ideas. We're exploring together. And of course, I put a lot of ideas out there as well. But at the end of the day, you're going to take from them what you you want, what you don't want. You can, uh, the most important thing about all of this is we're exploring with an open mind, right? And what I find is the more I open my mind, the more magical and mysterious my life gets. And so uh, glad to hear that's what's happening for you as well, Sarah and that uh, I'm able to touch your life in any any notable way certainly uh, is exciting for me. So thank you for taking the time to review. And if you guys haven't reviewed on iTunes, please... Um please do so. Helps us to reach new people. Definitely the holy grail of all things podcasting over there at iTunes. But uh, of course, if not, that's fine too. I still love you. And um, you can also write in questions. You guys know I love getting questions from you guys. Brandon at positivehead.com or via the Positive Heads Facebook group where you can connect with other listeners and open up and share and connect and all those things. So Yeah. Okay. So let's jump into today's topics. First, I'm going to start off just reading a little bit from uh, this is Felicia Bender's uh, website, FeliciaBender.com. And it's just uh, her breakdown of 2018. It's a master 11-2 universal year, 11-2. The overall theme is love, according to Felicia. And here's what, here's what she basically breaks down. And by the way, master numbers. I don't know if you guys have ever done numerology. Uh, you know, it's sort of similar to an astrology reading, you know, looking at your, your sign, a sun sign, I'm Leo. In numerology, I'm an 11. And so this should be uh, a resonant year for me because this year is an 11. And uh, so let's, let's read a little bit about it here. In numerology... Master numbers are repeating numbers. The most well-known is the 11, yet the 22 and 33 are also master numbers that come up in people's numerology charts, either as one of their core numbers in the chart or as the guiding energy during a specific cycle or transit. The power of the master numbers resides in its inherent polarity. With the 11, the repeat number one can be considered male or masculine energy, doubled, adding to the number two, which can be considered female or feminine energy. Therefore, this energetic matrix holds immeasurable power with the potential of the convergence of the most optimal qualities of the blending of masculine and feminine energy. Just realize that the master number brings with it an intensity that's undeniable. It's generally observed that the master numbers bring a higher spiritual purpose, no matter how you might define that. The master numbers carry a higher frequency and vibratory influence. Energetically speaking, they're always pushing you. So in practical terms, the year 2018 is a year where the energy supporting and guiding all of us is rather intense. This means that we're going to feel high strung mixed with a certain level of anxiety. We're going to feel a constant push and pull to be more and do better, often to the point of distraction. You might also notice that you have higher expectations for yourself, even when others can't see that those feelings are going on inside of you. Everyone will be getting the internal call to step it up this year. So what does that mean for you on a practical level? It means that we're here to, quote unquote, master the elements presented to us within the frequency, vibration, and theme presented by the Master 11. It means that our strengths will be bolstered and yet we'll also be faced with more significant challenges. The bottom line, it's not easy. Master numbers not only demand that we step up and take the lead in life, they also make conflicting demands on us. The master numbers are innately in conflict with themselves. Let me explain. Let's look at the master number 11. 
Robin as an example. This is the one one is a double one, all about the self, creativity, initiation, independence, innovation, and self-confidence. Yet the foundational energy for the one one is the two, which is all about others, partnership, group dynamics, being supportive and behind the scenes. So can you see how we can feel conflicted and potentially confused when dealing with the energy presented by the 11? Working with the master numbers is a marathon, not a sprint. This year in particular, we must train, be flexible, pace ourselves, and invest in the right equipment. We're also being schooled in developing and acting with humility. The master numbers always bring certain heightened levels of ego to the game. Therefore, we'll be on the fast track to learning how to level and soften the ego without sublimating our superior gifts. We must connect with a sincere and deep sense of humility before we can manifest and harness the power of the master number. As His Holiness Pope Francis said in his TED Talk in 2017, please allow me to say it loudly and clearly. The more powerful you are, the more your actions will have an impact on people, the more responsible you are to act humbly. If you don't, your power will ruin you and it will ruin the other. Another expression of the master number mission can turn into feelings of overwhelm resulting in not stepping up and stepping into the higher level calling. With this said, get ready for a year of spiritual illumination. The most important concept to grasp is that the master number 11 is the spiritual messenger. The master numbers carry a higher frequency, vibration, and spiritual purpose. Energetically speaking, they're always pushing us into a higher form of self-realization and self-actualization. A master number demands expansion and evolution, yet expansion and evolution most often take place within or in response to severe or intensified circumstances. The key is to understand what the foundational energy of the two brings to our year and then to see what the master number, the master 11 adds to the mix. The 11 is a double one, all about the self-creativity, initiation, independence, innovation, and self-confidence. We just experienced a one universal year in 2017, an intense year of rebirth, new beginnings, and initiation. Yet the foundational energy for the one one is the two, all about love, relating to others, partnership, patience, and being supportive. So can you see how, if we're all feeling the energy of the 11 this year, we might feel somewhat conflicted most of the time? The core energy of the year resides in the number two. Without the master 11, the two universal year is a slower and patience building year. Its energy offers slowdowns, delays, and some frustrations along the way. It's a year to slow the pace and instead place a focus on others rather than so directly on ourselves. The number two universal year focuses on love, emotions, and relationship. We've all just endured a three-year transition cycle, the universal year eight, nine, and one. So that's, I guess, guys, that's uh, 2017 was one, 16 was nine, and 15 was eight. And 2018 is supposedly a moment of rest, a time to regroup and focus on love and relationships. It's a great year for getting to know ourselves better and to tap into our authentic emotional lives. It's a time where we will have heightened emotions and also a heightened intuitive sense. We just have to stop running and losing ourselves in busyness long enough to notice it, develop it, nurture it, and take it in. The vibe, the vibe of the number two is diplomatic, meditative, loving, and emotionally attuned. Its optimal expressions is patience, fair-mindedness, diplomacy, service, loving, and being level. The overall mission for us all, all of us during this 11-2 universal year, is to clarify the limits of our responsibility and learn to work in cooperation with harmony, balance, and mutual respect. Yet the master numbers present us with conflicting agendas. Understand that master means teacher. And the master numbers prod all of us to master our lives in ways that are perhaps more elevated. When you work with a master number, it's as though you're enrolled in a school for the gifted. And just to complicate matters, the energy of 2018 encourages 
on top of the mission outlined by the number two, us to use our creativity, intuition, and healing abilities for the benefit of humanity as a whole. The double one is all about leadership and confidence. The two is all about harmony and love. So you see how this year might offer up some strange and conflicting experiences across the board. If you're astrologically inclined, you might deepen your connection with the number 11 by its association with the, the Chiron figure. We could nickname 2018 the year of the wounded healer. Its energy offers deep and profound healing at a core level, yet this healing might not be apparent from the outside. It's often an internal healing, a shift in perspective, resulting in a reconfiguration of our core sense of reality and our place within it. So it goes on here for a little bit more. It's obviously a very um, in-depth uh, breakdown. There's uh, how to harness the power of uh, the year uh, challenges that you'll face. So I'll let you guys, if you're interested, you can go to Felicia Bender's site and read the rest of that. But I think that gives you a really good insight into um, you know what what we're, we're doing and dealing with here in this 2018. I don't know about you guys, but I'm up for the challenge. And uh, I believe and feel it's going to be a very, very powerful year. And I think a lot of people are feeling that. And mine started off, off just leading into the last few days, like I said, with a ton of synchronicity. So I thought I would share some of this really fun synchronicity with you guys. Uh, start off the new year with story time. And uh, <laughs> so my first little story here, I have a couple that I want to share uh, or a couple insights, a couple tangents, and I'll try and uh, tie them together as as cleanly as possible. Um, but the first one, okay, so I'm sitting talking to my brother and business partner. Um, you know, as I've mentioned before, I have a travel company with, with um, my brother, Ryan, and we're talking about, you know, looking at at all the, the madness is, that is cryptocurrency, right? And what's going on with that and how much it's growing. And if you guys uh, listen back to my, uh, I think it's my second podcast ever, I talk all about some some other synchronistic stories, one of which involves someone coming to me in a very dramatic, weird way. <laughs> you got to listen if you want the full story. Um, but uh, coming to me and talking about how I, in the future, am involved with helping to um, sort of disrupt the, the old, financial structure on our planet and helping to bring in a new, um, you know, getting rid of the, the monetary system. And it's something that I feel very um, strongly about that will ultimately move towards a resource-based economy from a monetary-based economy. And um, so this cryptocurrency thing is very interesting to me for that reason. I mean, it's, it's you know, you've got the Federal Reserve that's pretty much controlled everything up to now. And now you have faith being put in these, these um, systems outside of the Federal Reserve. And it's, it's very fascinating to me. And uh, so we're talking about it. And, you know, of course, our company is, is growing quite a bit. And so um, we were like, hmm, you know, we've got money sitting in the bank. Maybe we should just be putting it, you know, investing it into crypto. Of course, it is kind of um, somewhat you know, uh, it's not the most stable uh, thing ever. It's been, I mean, sort of a bubble for sure, I would say. But um, I think it will be the future of, you know, the monetary system in some way, shape or form. So I don't, you know, I believe it's sort of we're facing something that we've never seen before with, with this whole thing. So we're talking about it and we're like, should we, should we put, you know, any money into this? And, and then I'm like, okay, here's something I haven't done in a very long time. And, and it's something that you'll hear me talk about doing in episode two as well. Um, I've only done it a few times in my life where I say, okay, I got it. I want to make a big decision. I'm putting it out there to the universe, higher self source, whatever you want to call it to give me a sign if we should do this. And I'm sitting there 
there with my brother. And one of the things that we were considering doing, we said, okay, well, why don't we do one thing we could consider? We had this company offer us a, uh, a, a line, our business uh, a credit line, right? And we haven't touched it because the interest rate's not that great and we haven't really needed to use it. And we're like, well, what if we took this line that's being offered to us and put it into cryptocurrency, right? And so that's something that we were talking about. And the, the name of the company that offered us a credit line is Cabbage, and so I'm like, okay, I got an idea. Let's let's put it out to the universe. If we should take this money from this company Cabbage and put it into cryptocurrency, uh, I want to hear or see a sign today about Cabbage. Something really, you know, something good about it if it's uh, we should do it, and something bad about it if we shouldn't. Now, keep in mind, as you'll hear, like I said in some of that episode two, I, I do the same kind of thing many many years ago, and um, I've done this a few times and had dramatic results, and I've done it at times where I get no response. Response, just to put that out there, but um, I haven't done it a whole lot, and it's been a long time since I've done this, certainly in a dramatic fashion out loud with my brother, and so we say, okay, and he kind of laughs at me, sure, dude, whatever, <laughs> he's, it's not his first rodeo with me, so he's like, yeah, 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 okay, so, um, so a couple hours later, I go to get my hair cut, and I sit down, and uh, this guy, Joseph, that's uh, cutting my hair, awesome guy. I'm talking to him. Hadn't seen him for, you know, six weeks or whatever. And, hey, man, how was, you know, first thing, I'm like, how was your how was your holidays? And he's like, oh, I ate so much of, you know, I believe it was like a Mexican dish or something um, uh, that he named. Uh, somewhere in South America he's from. I can't remember. I think he's Mexican. But anyway, doesn't matter. It was a dish that was not, that I had never heard of. And I'm like, oh, what, what's that? You know, and he's like, oh, I ate so much of it over the holidays. He's like, oh, it's this, you can, you can have red or green sauce and it has pork in it. That's so good. And it's really excellent if you put cabbage in it. And I just like have to like start laughing out loud. I'm like, this is like two hours later, guys. So he's giving me the story of this dish that is delicious with cabbage. And so I'm like, I, after my, I tell him and then he laughs and I say, whoa, that's crazy. And then, um, and then I, you know, call my brother and tell him. Um, and later on, or actually, it's the very next morning. That was, you know, late afternoon on Friday, I believe. Saturday morning, I uh, tell my uh, my son. I'm telling him this story because uh, it was so cool, right? So I'm telling him the story, and he's like, "Whoa, that's really cool." So I go to buy. I leave after telling him. I go to buy a desk for his room, and I'm buying it, and it's like fifty bucks cheaper than what the the sticker price was. And I'm like, I message, I texted him. I'm like, "Oh, dude, your desk is." $50 cheaper than you thought, you know, and with like a money sign or something funny he goes, well, speaking of money, he's like, as you texted me this, my friend Zach is over and he insisted I watch this TED talk. And this is what's playing right as you text me about money, right? And so he sends me a little clip of what he's watching and I'll actually just play it for you guys. This is um, a TED talk by Taika Watiti, who directed the new Thor, which is really funny, by the way, if you guys um, haven't seen it, check it out. He's done some, I know he also has directed some episodes of that show, Flight of the Concords, that's hilarious, you know, from New Zealand a few years back. back. He's New Zealand from New Zealand as well, New Zealander. And, um, and Kiwis, right? Yeah. And uh, so he, uh, anyway, so Bradley, my son, sends me this clip. And here's what was coming up on his screen at that very moment. This is a couple hours after I told him the cabbage story. Let's see what Taika has to say. These are things that, you know, they're not even, I don't even know what the point of me saying these things to you, you know, but I think hopefully some, you know, there's some sort of exchange here and you'll take something away. Joke, another joke. Um, knock, knock. Cabbage. Just a big cabbage. 
just a giant cabbage that someone's wedged up against the front door. You've opened it and you can't get out of your house because of a giant cabbage. And you've got to eat your way through the cabbage to get out to freedom. Just putting it out there. So, <laughs> what about that? I mean, I'm just like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, and even notice he says there, I don't know why I should, eat, why I'm even saying any of this stuff. And of course, you know, this is something that I've talked about a lot. The many layers of the onion of reality. A lot of times there's, there's like so many levels to things, and especially as you open up to this stuff that can start to present itself in ways that is just magical. And guys, it just went on and on. I mean, that day while I'm sitting there, um, while I'm sitting there talking to um, Joseph, you know, about this, another thing that comes up, you know, he's asking me what I've been up to. And I was telling him, you know, this this um, music app sesh I've told you about that I'm, um, you know, involved with. And I, I was telling him, get, bring him up to speed on that. He's, you know, interested as a musician and things. Uh, or a lot of his friends are musicians, like what's going on with it. And sesh is sort of like Airbnb for music equipment, right? You can rent studios and, and um, you know, uh, equipment and talent. And my friend, Stefan, one of my best friends, Stefan, is the founder. And I've been an advisor and, you know, helping him to get it off the ground. And it's in uh, the Apple App Store now. But anyway... Um, with that being said, uh, I was telling him, I was like, oh, one exciting development. I just had a meeting with, um, Dr. Dre's son a few, um, a few weeks ago, you know, uh, over, you know, in the, in the first part of December to discuss him getting involved and coming on board as a, you know, as the face of it. And he's like, Oh, Curtis, I used to cut his hair, you know? And I'm like, what, what's the chances of that? So he knew, you know, he knew him. And so that came up a couple of times where I was like, yeah, I'd love to be amazing if, you know, his dad would ultimately get involved. We'll see. And that had come up in a couple of times in the conversation that day. And then literally I leave from getting uh, the haircut and a, a license plate gets in front of me, Dre for you. It's like, it was just like thing after thing after thing uh, for days, actually, for me. And so there's even another one that's even weirder, guys. So, um, so uh, another one that had come up on Friday afternoon, I just started following, uh, following Oprah on uh, social media, Instagram. You guys know I love Oprah. I've mentioned it many times. She's magical. I absolutely love her. And she, of course, does uh, has a show as well, podcast, uh, Super Soul Conversations, I believe. And um, yeah, definitely check it out if you haven't. But um, yeah, so anyway, I'm like, I, you know, I'm going to start following Oprah. And I really don't follow that many celebrities, but uh, I started following her uh, a few days ago. And something popped up where she was doing a birthday party for her, her best friend. And I was just watching their interaction. And you guys have heard me talk about it a lot, how one of the things that's opened up for me a lot is feeling like the connections between souls. Like I'll meet someone, I'll be like, whoa, I can feel that you're connected to so-and-so. And then as I get to know them, a lot of times there's a lot of overlap and all these things that come up that are same, 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 same. And it's just like an interesting thing that just comes over me sometimes. And as I'm watching Oprah, I'm like, whoa, I've got this overwhelming sense of how connected that her relationship is with her her best friend reminds me of my mother and her best friend and I'm just like whoa like in another incarnation this is you guys this is you know my mom uh, is Susan and her best friend is Lynn and uh and I'm like whoa this is my mom and like you know uh Lynn in another form in a sense right and that's what I'm feeling and really like just exploring that idea and you guys hear me talk a lot about my ideas of how we actually step into different avatars so you know and this is of course on other episodes but where my theory is how it works is we break off from source we're soul 
you know, soul packets, if you will. And then we jump into different avatars and play all the roles as you level up uh, with your own experience. Then you cross over, you die again, and it's like, okay, here's where you're at. You can play this avatar next or this one, depending on what's in closest resonance, vibrationally speaking, with where you are at in your development in the game of 3D reality, right? And so I'm like, oh man, this must be like at some point in time, this is like mom, my mom and, and her friend Lynn, right? It's such a similar energy feeling them interact. And then all of a sudden it hits me as she's saying happy birthday to her friend Gail. I'm like, hold on, Gail, that name sounds familiar. And then I recall that my mom, okay, so when my mom was a little girl, her best friend was a girl named Gail. Well, Gail was actually Lynn's older sister. So, so my mom and Gail were the same age and Lynn was like four years younger. So at six years old, five, six years old, Gail got leukemia. So my mom's first best friend experience was basically sitting on the edge of her bed while her best friend, you know, withered away and and ultimately died. And, uh, you know, as a six-year-old. And, and of course, this isn't something that I hear a lot about or is prevalent. I wasn't born for many, many years later, right? But as I'm watching this interaction and contemplating this, I'm thinking to myself, hold on, isn't Gail the name of Lynn's older sister that died when my mom was six years old and, you know, they're best friends? And um, so I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe in some future alternate incarnation, you know, this is my mom, uh, and, and Gail energy, right? Anyway, so I'm just like geeking out on this, just feeling that and exploring it in, in the weird way that I do. <laughs> and so, uh, I didn't think much of it. Yeah. You know, I've thought about it for like 10 minutes or so. Right. And then later, um, then I had all this other stuff happen with that, that cabbage synchronicity. Right. And then, uh, later in the day, and then the next morning, I went out in, in Los Angeles. I was up pretty much all night. Um, and uh, the next morning, as I'm about to go to bed, my, my mother texts me a picture out of nowhere. Well, Lynn, who lives back east in Pennsylvania, had found an old picture of my mom and Gail at like five years old, this sweet picture of them holding hands, these little girls, you know, before Gail passed, and um, sent it to my mom. And then my mom decided at seven in the morning to send it to me, my, my, my sister and my brother, and said, oh, look at this picture I've never seen of me and Gail before. Like, I, you know, wasn't this so cute? Da, da, da. And I'm like, whoa, what? Mom, did you just really send me a picture of you and Gail right now? This, this, you know, I mean, I even was telling my brother-in-law the story and he's been married to my sister for 20 years. He'd never even heard about Gail. It's not, this is not something that comes up. So anyway, it was just absolutely like, what? This is just too magical. And it just kind of went on and on. I mean, there's a few other little ones like... Um, from there, I then had multiple times later that day where people reached out to me. Someone wrote me and said, oh, you know, Erica Middlemiss, who co-hosts your show, sometimes reminds me so much of this person. You got to check them out. I'm like, yeah, here's someone talking about how energies are connected again. And, um, you know, and then someone and then another one, one of my good friends, Tyler, came to me and and was like, oh, I'm, I'm at my friend Brandon's house in Washington State. And the person, the, the roommate reminds me so much of Dalian, you know, my my old co-host from from early the early shows and uh who still edits the show uh, and uh so i'm just like it just kept coming at me and then and then tyler sent me an uh uh astrodreamadvisor.com it's a really old looking kind of website but it's the 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 woman does um 
or whoever runs it does a Mayan astrology reading. So Tyler just random, randomly sends me um, this uh, link and says, oh, you know, I just ran your, your profile here and you are a blue planetary monkey in this Mayan calendar. And I'd never, uh, or astrology, and I'd never really read it before. But as I go to, to read it, it's, once, it's like all these things that had come up within the last little bit. One of them, I had been talking to a friend in detail the night before uh, about um, you know, a, a story uh, where, you, once again, in episode two, where I, still my, I share my most magical stories, I'd been telling them about like, you know, the time this person went into full channeling, you know, convulsions and channeling to me and talking about how my, my soul represents the soul of the eternal child. Well, as I'm uh, reading, uh, and it's one of the most powerful, you know, sort of magical experiences I've had in my entire life, maybe the most powerful. And so I'd just been telling that story, you know, within hours. And of course, Tyler sends me this, this blue monkey is uh, blue monkey represents the divine child, the child that is ever in the state of open hearted wisdom, innocence, trust, simplicity, and joyful wonder. What would it feel like to actually be in, in capital letters, a magical child in this culture and time? Of course, my initials, initials are BBB, but um, so I'm like, wow, okay. I just telling that story then. Okay. This is the last little one guys. So, um, for the last week, I've been really feeling like um, I want a dog. My friend Ronit and Everett were over, and they had uh, a dog with them. And I'm like, oh, it'd be so nice to have a dog, you know, but taking care of it, I don't know. Like, I'm going to be traveling a lot. and But I really have decided at some point, I'm not sure when, I'm going to get a dog. And then it's like, well, what kind of dog do I want? And I want something that's kind of majestic looking and, you know... Um, <sighs> I've just been looking at all these different breeds and, and types and, you know, and what I kind of have settled on after three hours of looking in the last week, just randomly, so random for me. I've never had a dog other than with, with partners um, in the past, you know, girlfriends that have, we've got a dog together and then they ended up keeping it when it, things didn't work out. But, um, so I'm looking and I decide I'm going to get like, uh, a, um, Canadian white shepherd or, uh, a, a Swiss, uh, Burger Blanc Swiss, I think they're called these white shepherd dogs. They're just very kind of wolf looking and majestic, you know, these uh, white fur. And so I'd made, the, I'd spent hours in the last week, just a random tangent, like, like I don't have enough else to do looking at these dogs. And what do I know when I read this, um, this Mayan astrology reading that he sends me, it's like uh, one of the main categories is white dog is your some subconscious self and hidden helper. And then he's like, one of the, and it goes on to say, one of the gifts of white dog is the calling in and recognition of other companions of destiny. Other beings with the same longings are waiting to meet and acknowledge you beings who can see you as you authentically are. And it goes on to say, basically like when, uh, the white dog comes into your world, it's, um, basically when you're going to open up a lot more with like uh, spirit guides and, and sort of these spirit level connections more directly. And that's what it w- represents. And I'm like, what are you kidding? Like I just have been decided within the last week that I'm going to get a white dog at some point. So, um, so yeah, maybe instead of going out and getting one, I'll just let it come to me. I'll let it manifest in 3d one way or another and find its way to my door. Maybe then I'll know the timing is right. But uh, yeah, so that's all my, 
my magical stories, guys, in the last um, few days leading into the new year. So yeah, I believe it's going to be a very intense year, beautiful year. And I hope your year has started off with uh, a ton of magic. Obviously, mine certainly has. So I couldn't be more excited to share this ongoing journey with you guys and continue to grow and learn together. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good, good year. With that being said, I'm out of imaginary time for this episode. Luckily, there's plenty more where that came from. So I will be back. And I do have a song I'd like to leave you guys with. I've played a couple tracks in the last month from Beautiful Chorus after um, my good friend uh, Connor Evans was on and introduced me to this particular group and um, just beautiful, beautiful music. And I thought it was a beautiful way to start the year. This song is Infinite Universe, and it's by Beautiful Chorus. Hope you enjoy. Till next time, journey well. Love you all so, so much. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, and if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. Everything else on earth lacks me
Never live for 